last week we we came back to our main topic the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance and we spoke about the fact that the gift of God the calling of God is like marriage you remember it that there are essentially two approaches babambari it is difficult when you are called this stuff I don't want to be this. Hey, yeah, it's okay not to be murut, but be what God has called you to be. And even if you become what God has called you to be, Leona is not going to be easy. Ne? And so you can't just quit just because it's tough. On the other hand, there are those who say, ah, it's easy. When God has called you, you'll just walk in the provision. But they don't tell you the trials and the tribulations they've gone through. And so few of the things we said last week was that every one of us is called and that the calling of God is the revelation thereof is progressive you don't always know at the moment what you are called for you remember we spoke about how Paul learned over time and then we spoke about the call of God being overwhelming it becomes so big it scares you yourself you remember that and we, we we said nevertheless god pour out grace and faith god will give you grace to do what he has called you to do and that god's call will bring turmoil in your inner world you will have conflict and you saw how many people had conflict yesterday about should i leave my job should i do this should i not do it i know what god has called me to do but i'm scared But then we if if you resist doing it the call of God is going to confuse everything in your life. If you try to do things they'll keep failing. Remember we said whatever you touch will start turning into ashes. Even if when you help others it works for them it won't work for you. The enemy will attack the areas the key areas of your life when you are called family finances and so on. Why to discredit your testimony about the fact that God has called you. And that you will have to go through great personal and family sacrifices to fulfill your call. You will have to be tenacious because sometimes it's going to be very hard. It will demand detachment from certain relationships. If you are going to fulfill your call in, in in God there will be opposition there will be intimidation but also there'll be great rewards there'll be fulfillment when you do what you God has called you to do and you will resign many times when you are tired just like a christian who feels i think i'm useless i mess up a lot Even when you are called you'll always feel like that. There'll be days when you are not up, you are just down. You will be asked to do something and you'll feel like why do they have to ask me? Don't they know or don't they see how I feel? We don't see. We not we do not walk by sight, we walk by faith. So we trust in that even when you are weak, God will still make you strong. 
So today, I want us to then jump in. Last week, we were talking about the nature of the call, the stuff that will happen to you when you are called. Today, I want us to talk about discovering that call. We are all called both to be and to do something. Our demise, our shortfall or our fall happens when we start getting the order in reverse. But what they want to know what to do first. Eh? Agree, you know, that's what you want to discover now. I want to know what I'm called to do. First, you are called to be, not to do. Why? Because actions are legitimized and authenticated and justified by our identity and legitimate relationships. How you understand that? You can't just pretend to be a policeman when you don't have the identification of one. So you cannot say, I want to start doing police work. No, are you a policeman? So you must first be a policeman before you can even talk about doing police work. And so, for us as God's children, we also need to embark on a journey of being. And what is that? Be a child of God. Be like Christ. We must pursue a relationship that transforms our lives first. Do you know that children who don't know who their fathers are are not confident to carry the name of the family feather. You know that. Why? Because there's a confusion of the relationship. But when you know your identity and you are also comfortable in the relationship you have with your father, then it's easier to act out the family values. And you know your father, it's easy to do what your father expects you to do. Our call is from God, the Father, and it is in his son Jesus Christ, the anointed one, that is. And it is powered by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, you can't say I am called without realizing more. Nobody is called unless they are called by God. But nobody discovers the call outside Jesus Christ. Remember we spoke about that, Ephesians 2.10. We are God's workmanship created in Jesus Christ. To do good works which God prepared beforehand in Jesus Christ. Therefore, if you are not saved, you are outside the possibility of finding why, what you are called to do. Only when you are saved. But then to live out the calling, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. So, two things we need to ask primarily before we even talk about what am I supposed to do. Question number one, are you a child of God? Because if you are not a child of God, clearly you are not in Christ. When you are not in Christ, the dream of knowing your calling is not reachable. Your relationship with God 
will validate your actions. Only when I do the things that I do because I am in God by His Spirit, can it be said, those are the works of God. That's why Jesus says, I do not do what I want. Therefore, you need to work on the depth of your relationship with God. Not just wonder what He wants you to do. To be all God intends for you to be, you need to spend time with Him and learn from Him. One of the things we do wrong as a church general, we talk more about prayer, but we pray less. But are you aware that God has put the platform of prayer to make it easy for you to talk to Him? The easiest way to know something is to ask, right? If you want to know why are you created, who should you ask? How are you going to ask? In? Therefore, anyone who says, and they come, people come to you as a pastor, Murut, I want to know what I'm called to do. And you want to ask them, do you ask him? You ask him me, but I have not called you. I can call you if you want me to. You know there are people who are called by other people. Like There are so many people who do stuff that God has not called them to. Why? Because they seek other people's approval. And others, sometimes even as pastors we call people. If I just see a guy, ah, George, just because you know, he's too vigorous in his actions. I think God has called you to be a, a, an evangelist. Who says? Yeah. Maybe that's just the zeal of youth. And we have nothing to do with the call of God. But have you asked God? No, I have not. Then clearly you are not ready to know. When you are ready to know, you ask him persistently in prayer. Are you looking for a title or to save? The, uh, most people say, I, I want to know what I'm called to do. Actually, they are saying, I want to know if I'm an apostle or a pastor. Not that I will do the work, just that I know. So that people can recognize me. But you know, God has called us to save, not to carry titles. And most of the time, he has called people to serve him through serving others. And so only when we do serving, do we actually learn what we are called to. Remember how Paul and Barnabas ended up knowing. They did not know God. It's very rare. It happens with guys like Jeremiah, where God says, I've called you to be a prophet. Did God say to Paul, I called you to be an apostle? When you read the Bible. Did he say that to him? When he called him? He didn't. He called him to serve. And how do we serve? We serve based on the revealed will of God. 
Arab people are starting to look for titles before they even start doing the revealed will. And I, but how will I know what is it that God wants me to do? Few things that I know most of us are asking. Number one, God will speak to you directly. If God has called you, he will speak to you directly. And some are like, how, how? God speaks audibly. You will hear him. Some have heard him. Some have not. You know, guys like Moses heard him out of the burning bush. I heard him from within. You know, God speaks within you. And you know you will know when it's God. Now I knew when he spoke to me. And you will know. When, if he has not spoken to you that way, don't worry. There are other ways that he speaks to you. But God will speak to you directly. For most of the time, you need to exercise devotional disciplines to create an environment to hear God. You need to be fasting and praying. Acts chapter 13, as they were fasting and praying, God said, as they were fasting and praying, the atmosphere of the relationship between you and the Lord Jesus Christ will lead you to a clarity of vocation. A lot of people say, when I was fasting, did you hear the testimonies? When we were praying, this is what I saw. When we were praying, this is what God said. Has God limited that to few people? No. He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God will speak to you through visions and dreams. He spoke to Paul and Ananias. He says, Ananias, go to that street straight. You will find a man called Saul. He is praying in a vision. He saw a man coming to pray for him. God is speaking to Ananias in a vision. He tells him that another guy in a vision saw you coming. The same happened with Cornelius. Cornelius saw in a vision an angel. And whilst Peter was on the rooftop, he also saw in a vision. So God speaks. And here's the thing. People say, can I see visions? I don't know which Bible you read. But the one that I read, it says, in the last days I'll pour my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. So visions are not ancient thing. Still a modern thing. Except that others see very strange things. He will lead you through peace within you when you have to make a decision. Sometimes when you make a decision and you're not sure, you will know when God gives you peace about. When you try to go this way, you know, I, I'm not feeling, I don't have peace about this one. You understand that? For some of us who've had to uh, leave certain things that we were doing, that peace was necessary. When you say, I'm leaving this job, everyone around you who needs to ask money from you will say it's the wrong decision. And then what will happen? You will know the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart. Then you will know the decision is right. You will bear fruit in the specific area and others will confirm the call. Apollos came to Corinth preaching. 
But some of the things were not adequate in his preaching. Priscilla and Aquila took him aside. But you see, they did not disqualify the call on his life. They only helped to, to kind of harness it. And you know later, the church in, in Corinth says, Now I belong to Paul. Now I belong to Apollos. Why? Because the fruit of the work was seen. And therefore they confirmed that, you know when that guy preached, my life changed. You know when that guy prayed for me. You know there are people that have prayed for you and your life changed. And there are those of us who prayed for you. And yeah, if it did not change, it kind of got worse. You know, I told you I prayed for someone and they died. And so James tells us that we must draw near to God. People will normally confirm what God has already told you. So, here's the crisis. God has called me. Do you know that whatever God has called you to do, you are already struggling with it? See, now when we come, we are only of pushing you in the right direction which you have been resisting all this time since God spoke to you. And when they prophesied, hey, Lerato, God has called you, let me not say lest you think I'm prophesying. And you start, yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. And I'm sure the pastor wants to ask you. So if you are yes, yesing all this time, why have you not started doing it? God will also use others to speak to you. You will receive prophecies with regard to what God has called you to be and to do. You all know that, right? How many are, how many are you still waiting for? Before you actually start doing it. I received the number, eh? Yeah, but I refused, my friend. That's why when you see people say, Hey, Maruti, I need to talk to you. Hey, Maruti, you know, hey, that way, that was spoke. Hey, Maruti, you spoke to my life today. Ah, no. Maybe you're still waiting for five more times to hear. Then you will start doing. But God will use other people to confirm that. Godly men and women will guide you and at times create opportunities that will steer you in the direction of what God has called you to do. Sometimes when you, you, you work with leaders, God places leaders in your life. And we ask you to do certain things. We ask you to go with us to certain places. You think, hey, it was nice. I went with them. No, actually, sometimes that's actually God steering you in the right direction. That's exactly what happened to Barnabas. Barnabas was in the church in, in Jerusalem. When the church in Antioch was in a manner of speaking planted by the scattered Saints. The Bible says the church in Jerusalem sent him there to lay the foundations. Did they say to him, you are an apostle? No. Did they tell him that apostles lay foundations? No. They just sent him there. He went there. He looked and he, he says, okay, let me do some work. And guess what he did? He fetched Saul. Now remember, you and I, we know in retrospect, these guys were called to be apostles, right? Did they know? No, they did not know. 
They were just given opportunities. Godly men said, go and do this. They went, they helped the churches. The next thing, these guys are laying foundations. These guys are helping churches grow. One day, they are praying. God says, you are already on the right track. Let me just confirm. I have called you to this work. Now do it with clarity. You know how many people in this church were given just tasks, steered in the right direction, but today are doing greater things in that thing which they never thought it's their call initially. This man, he travels the world teaching people on worship and, yeah, no, not this man. This one walked with God and is no more. But that one, now when I first knew him, he didn't look anything musical. Still doesn't. Eh? Does Fana look musical too? But you know, it was when the leader says, there's something of a worship I knew. Let's take you to music school, to Bible school. And I'm not sure if he was happy. He was, I remember him walking like this. What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, but look at him today. People are asking him to come all over. Can you come and help our worship team? But you, you realize it was not something that as a person you would have chosen. But now he knows that's what God has called him to do. Are we still okay with that? So Paul, on the other hand, then, brought Timothy over. Timothy was just a guy in Lystra and Derby. In those, he met the guy. He seemed to want to just to walk with him. But later on, Timothy is a pastor. Timothy is, is counted as one of the apostles. But remember how this whole thing happened. Paul was just passing in that city. And everyone was saying, there's this guy, this guy is good. And Paul thought, yeah, hey, let me just take this guy as a companion. But that man met his call in death. What am I saying to you? Should you go with us everywhere? Not real. I'm saying do not resist. Number next. The revealed will of God will lead you to the concealed specifics of your call. This one I've said before, that if God has called you, he's not going to ask you to do something that is not already done in the Bible. You all understand? Any specific thing that God has called any one of us to do, he has already called every Christian to do. So you're not going to discover something that you were not already told to do. Okay, let's just rewind a bit. An evangelist is not called to do anything that God has not already told us to do. To go and preach the gospel, isn't it? An apostle is sent, right? And we send. Doesn't the Bible says you and I must be able to explain the truths of the word if you say I'm a teacher. Doesn't the Bible says we need to take care of one another 
That is a pastoral call. So essentially, every call of God upon our lives is a highlight or a magnification of what is already been instructed to each one of us. And therefore, when I do what I have already been told to do, I will see greater results because of the anointing that will flow in that area. Remember I said, if you have the gift of healings, has God asked specific people to pray for others? He says, and these signs shall follow them that believe, right? You and I. They shall lay hands upon the sick, and the sick shall, right? So that is all of us. But chances are, if you have the gifting and you are called in that area, you are going to see greater results than the rest of us. And your calling is confirmed. Is that easier for you to understand? Therefore, if we are serving, we are leading, we are prophesying all of these things that are instructed to the church to be done. Where now when you are called in them, you will see greater fruit and productivity. And God will confirm that. That is why sometimes we all speak. And then you hear these guys that are good preachers. I've met certain people that when they speak, I sit there and I think, you, that guy, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey God, please give me half of it. Why? Because the manner in which the person speaks tells you that this is not a talent. This is not natural. This is way beyond what any of us can do in the natural. But you know all of us can preach. All of us can talk, right? But there's a greater anointing that flows when a person does what we are already told to do, and yet for him it's a call. Are you still okay with that? So when you do by faith what God has, has already revealed as a will for you as his child, the Holy Spirit will lead you into the specifics. Now let me read the general practical principles. We will engage you on these ones later. These are the things you should do as you discover your call. Number one, do what you know how to do until you find what you have to do. Eh? Isn't it? And, and, and I can tell you it's true. Nobody who does anything never did anything before. anything before. You are able to do stuff because you've done stuff before. Is that okay? So if you do what you know, some people come to church, but they want to know what God has called them to do. And all they do is just to come to church. Is coming to church the only thing you know how to do? Eh? Is it the only thing? Friends, you are delaying your progress. There are other things you need to do. That you already know how to do. But you just decide, I'm not going to do You know how to pray already, right? You know how to pack chairs. You know how to pack cars. There are so many other things that you should be doing that will lead you in the right direction. 
Be faithful with the little you are entrusted with. A lot of people, you can ask him to do something. He won't do it. But he may not realize that that's exactly what God wants him to do. Have you ever realized you say to someone, hey, can you come and share today? Just tell people, ah, I'm Ruti, you know, I'm shy. <laughs> are you the only shy person in the world? You're not. All of us are shy, right? Go and be faithful with the little that you are entrusted to do. You know how many people have been asked and they, they were shivering the first time. Eh, Bazalwani, kiali dume di sakali bitola umfwe tujes, umfwe tujes, umfwe tu Bazalwani. But today, agrovan bomamut, they just stand. Banabamudi mu bano. Rona we know before. Okay, how no re mamuta? Can you go and speak? Makubak sabu. Whatever your hands find to do, do as unto the Lord. When you stop thinking that you are making people a favor, when you do stuff, you will be liberated to do more stuff. Why? Because you are not expecting a pet. You know that I am discovering what God has called me to do. And like I said, you usher, you sing, you do all these things as unto the... But like I said, one day people won't be around to do them. Don't stop. Keep doing them. As unto the Lord. And whatever you do, do it by faith and prayerful. Other people just do stuff. Don't just do stuff. God will not ask you to do anything that does not need his anointing. So even as I love these stories when you read them, that in other churches there were people who packed chairs and pray for each chair. And it turned out that these guys are actually men and women of faith. I pray that God, I pray that if there's a demon in that person's life, when he or she sits on this chair, the fire of the Holy Spirit will burn. And you, yeah, yeah. You don't know people of faith. And ask God for the grace, for the anointing, the ability to do stuff. I love, I'll tell you this story one day about Brother Lawrence. Brother Lawrence, you know the book that I told you about, the practice of the presence of God. He says, even as I wash dishes, I wash them in the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit. And as I clean, he washes a dish and he says, God, as I remove the dirt from this dish, remove the dirt from my heart in a similar way. Ah, that guy is always in a situation. Writing on the a letter. Father, as this ink is put on this uh, paper in an indelible way, may your word be written on my heart and never be erased. I see that guy, he does not think, oh, I need to wake up at five. No, every time for him is prayer time. You understand? And so when he does things, he does them prayerful. And when you do that, you will discover that the presence of God covers you all the time. And lastly, if God has told you to do something, do it faithfully, willingly, and obediently until he tells you something else. Shall we stand up? You know, other people are envious, ne? 
God has told you to do something, but you want to do what somebody else is doing. I mean, people come and say, Hey, Murut, how Nahanu restarted the branch? Hey, Murut, you know, there was this thing, there was that thing. Uh, people will see you on uh, screen. Listen, do what God has told you to do until he tells you something else. Don't just decide to be creative and innovative and think, ah, God has, call, has called me to be this. No, I think this one man has enough glamour. When you take a detour from your calling, you will die. Because you will enter into a space that you don't have the grace for. You all understand? If you are called to be a pastor, be a pastor. If you are called to be a businessman, BA, you, you know how many businessmen have tried to be pastors and are destroying churches? Because now they are supposed they have great ideas, they are supposed to make money there. Now they want to milk it from here. And they are very cruel pastors because all the time, Basalwan! They always want money because they are business people at heart. My friend, can I release you? Go and make. That's who you are. You have the grace for that. You don't have the grace for people. Is that fine? Our calling is in Christ. Therefore, our commitment to discovering it can only be matched by our pursuit of the knowledge of and the fellowship of Jesus Christ. The highest calling we have is to fellowship with Jesus Christ and to pursue to know him. When we do that, it will be much easier to know what we are called to do.